0: If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B A D L A N D S slash MC91 today. Years and years as a 911 dispatcher, actually multiple decades for some of us. Can change in what you would consider to be shocking. Even still, those calls do happen from time to time. Not all of them are going to be something that makes your jaw drop to the floor, but they can get under your skin and make you think harder about what just happened, much more so than any ordinary call. In this episode, I'm going to go over several calls related to the three different incidents, each of which, in their own way, it's shocking. We'll start off in Aurora, Illinois. Hey,
1: 911, where's your
2: Hello,
1: bro. Can y'all give me a sword? tell you? Your fucking officers are terrorizing me and my family. I just came to okay, my friend's house. Sir, I just came from my friend's house. He's following me, so at? I did nothing wrong. If I kill this nigga, yes. that's what it is. Sir, I'm not playing with nobody no more. I'm sick of this fucking bullshit. Sir, know somebody. where
2: you are. Where I'm are you? I'm in the wrong road, bro.
1: Okay,
2: I just I came from
1: dinner mean. with my family, and yeah, the all my mama killed me. Okay, I
2: need an address or intersection, <laughs> sir. Where are you?
1: I'm at six one thousand on my mother's my mother-in-law house. Six one thousand of Melwood Drive. He's following me all the way from my friend's house. Six one gate, and he's gonna pull me over. And I ain't gonna hold over? You over. The fuck is this is wild ass? police officer. y'all need to have some control, bro. This shit out of hand. And he's touching my sister, over killing a killin Okay, no, you, are not threatening a monster threaten like that on the phone. I ain't threatening <laughs> shit, I'm to with you. He's touching my sister, i killing his All right, sir, where exactly are and you? And I know you gotta get on my sister, bitch. I know you gotta go on my sister, bitch. What up? What up? I know you're gonna get on my sister, bitch. What up, bitch? Yeah, that's it. Sir, go. where are you? Real bitch. Don't motherfucking hands on my sister, boy. Don't get on my hey, sister, hey, bro. Hey, can I talk hey, to you? Hey, I talk hey, to you hey, sir, I can't do I just get you.
0: If this call sounds like this might be one that has some back end to it, it does. This is one of those calls that can jump from zero to a hundred real quick. And truth be told, I don't for the life of me understand why. This all started when a person you heard on the 911 call, he simply slow rolled a stop sign. The officer that he is talking about just lit him up and tried to pull him over. The car pulled into a driveway of a house. From there, I'm going to let the audio from the officer's camera play.
2: Pete Paul, C. Charles, C. Charles, 5079 on a silver Toyota Camry. In
1: 305, we just pulled into 615 Elmwood. You roll me one more. Why you on me? Why you following me, bro? I did. Nothing wrong. Can Why I get you your driver's drug? license and insurance, please? You, you want to stay in the vehicle yeah, sorry for me? Y'all here. Will you stay yeah, in the vehicle me. for me? Uh, you Stay just, in the vehicle for me. You're going to be arrested for obstruction. Hey, hey, get please please back me, in the vehicle. Please please me, get back in the vehicle. You're going to be arrested for obstruction, ma'am. Get back in the vehicle. You're going to be arrested for obstruction.
2: Get back in you call female Get back in... female knock you out,
1: bro. Get back in the vehicle! Get back in the vehicle! Alright, you're under arrest for obstruction. You're under arrest for obstruction. Get back. Okay. You're under arrest for obstruction. Get your hands on me. Get the fuck I you're, you're under arrest. Get on me. You're, you're under arrest for obstruction. I'm not under... 305 foot position. 305, everyone. Southbound. You want not go in Elmwood? Stop! You're under arrest! You're adding charges, man! 05, where are you at? 05, we're going eastbound towards Fordham on Elmwood in the street. Male black, gray shirt, blue pants.
2: He's at pleasure court. Yeah,
1: don't, don't
2: Come on. Come on. Come on. Don't touch me. Don't, under- fucking touch me! don't fucking touch me! You're under arrest. <laughs> <again>. <laughs> <laughs> you you kill my fucking You won't be You be you go you I What are you doing?
1: What are are you
0: happened during all that as you could initially hear was the officer walking up to the window of the car he just pulled over and again this is simply for running a stop sign before the officer could even make it to the window of the vehicle he just pulled over the driver was already getting let's just say verbally abrasive with the officer and that's putting it lightly the officer asked for the driver's license and insurance of the driver and while doing that, a female passenger exited the vehicle and also began yelling at the officer. She wouldn't get back inside the vehicle, and when the officer went to detain her, the driver got out of the vehicle to try to obstruct the rest as well. At this point, the officer tried to turn his focus back to the driver. He went hands on with and tried to detain him, who managed to break free and take off, starting a foot pursuit. There was a third passenger as well, another female who was in the back seat, and at this point, she got out of the car and started taking a video of the chase. The suspect runs around the car a couple times with the sister and, later on, the other female passenger falling, both of them. As the chase turns down the street, the sister and the other passenger are still following the officer. At this point, the sister is close enough that the officer actually turned, diverting his attention away from the driver, and tried to take the sister into custody. That's when the driver pulled out his own phone and called 911 that you heard earlier on. From the press release issued from the Aurora Police Department, the two female passengers then began striking the officer with closed fists and kicking his body and head. The officer heard a male's voice and then was struck repeatedly in the head from several angles. The rear female passenger placed her forearm around the officer's neck and applied significant force to his windpipe causing him to lose the ability to breathe. A short time later, additional officers arrived and placed the subject into custody. It seems as though the Aurora Police Department least from their statement is trying to protect the identity of the officer. His name was left out of the press release as well as his condition after being assaulted and strangled. The suspects on this were indicted on numerous charges. This is again from the press release. Sheba Taylor, 26 years old, was indicted on the following felony charges. One count of attempted first-degree murder, two counts of aggravated battery, four counts of aggravated battery class three, both felonies, one count of aggravated assault, and one count of resisting a peace officer. Jennifer Taylor, 24 years old, was indicted on the following charges. One account of attempted first-degree murder, two counts of aggravated battery, Four counts of aggravated battery, Class 3, both felonies as well. And one count of aggravated assault and resisting a peace officer. Same charges. Paul Sherrod Taylor, 28, indicted on the following charges. One count of attempted first-degree murder. Two counts of aggravated battery, Class 2. Four counts, aggravated battery, Class 3. One count of threatening a public official. One count of aggravated assault and one count of resisting a peace officer. At this point, the case is still open and ongoing. And to think this all started from something that was likely to just yield a traffic ticket. The next incident takes us over to Phoenix, and this one is shocking in a much different way. What was released by the Phoenix Police Department were clips of 911 calls. They're short, but I'll play them and go over what happens as well.
2: 911, where is your emergency?
0: Okay, you can't hear now, you
2: emergency? fucking bitch!
1: What?
2: what is the emergency there?
1: Now! Do you hear me?
2: Do you have an emergency? Officer
1: down! Officer down! Officer down!
2: Okay, why are you saying that?
0: Do you hear me? Officers responded out to the scene and... Found a very belligerent person. He was not cooperative with them either. Here's audio from one of the body-worn cameras. You're
1: not convinced?
2: It's the Phoenix Police Department.
1: It's the Phoenix Police Department. You gonna come to the front door as we talk to you? Didn't you call us?
2: No, I did
1: not. Are you sure? No, I don't need you. You're
2: a fucking idiot. You gotta fucking wait for your house. I'm leaving you. I'm leaving this fucking place. Fuck you. Alright, have a good night, sir. Fuck you, bitch. Have a good night. Fuck you, you, bitch. Hey, fuck you.
0: What you heard there was obviously the person who called nine one one. Of course, the officers don't know that they didn't actually hear the call, so it's kind of hard to relay that to him exactly what he sounded like. They get out there to the house though, and obviously he's having some sort of problems. Not exactly what it is, but he is, as I said, very belligerent with the officers. He immediately starts cussing them, saying he didn't call nine one one, things along that lines, and then starts cussing the officers and telling them to leave. Midway through the body-worn camera audio, you can hear him start banging on his own window and then breaking it. This guy's inside his own house. He can break his own windows if he wants to. There's nothing illegal about that at all. So at this point, he's declining any type of service from the police department, and he's wanting to leave his property. So really, the police department has no choice. They've got to go. He calls back to 911 again.
2: 911, where is your emergency? I just got myself the police were here and the window's broken and I am cut and I'm bleeding and you're fucking to blame for this you fucking bitch. I ain't moving you. You know why? Sir, how did you get cut? You get yes, I got my ass is bleeding and if you fucking come here again I'll fucking kill you. You know why?
0: So he's calling back now saying that he cut his hand. And it's the fault of the police department. He's cussing the call taker again and then making threats to the officers saying that if they come back, he'll kill them. At that point, they have no choice. They got to go back over there. If nothing else to try to offer him some medical aid for his cut hand and to try to clear the scene because I'm sure that no fire department would want to go into anybody's house. It's being as belligerent as that guy is without police there. To try to help him out,
2: we don't know. We're still trying to figure that out. Hey, do you need medical attention? Sir, do you need the fire department? Get away. You fucking get away. Sir, you're No, the butt. No, you, you, no, you, you fucking get department? away. Get away, you fucking police department. I fucking kill you. Okay. Okay. You no, fucking no, you bitch. Police department, you fucking a, bitch. I hate women. Get the fuck off my property. Uh, bitch, I hate women. Go away, you do bitch. Not, do you not need medical Go away, bitch. No, I don't need anything for you. Okay. Have I a good night. I do not need you guys either. Have a good night. Fucking go away. I'm gonna fucking kill you. All right. All of you. Have a good night. Right, you sure. fucking idiot. You're fucking stupid. Bye. Fucking he, he says he doesn't want medical attention. Where did. he's hit multiple times. Fuck me, no I don't.
0: over about the next 45 minutes, that same guy called back 911 13 times. In the middle of all that, the fire department was called out to try to look at the guy's injuries, but as I said they weren't going in until the scene was cleared and at this point the scene wasn't cleared at all. Here's some more of the clips from the calls that he called in.
2: 911, where is your emergency? Okay, let's go down there.
0: I've cut myself
2: on the place where you would commit suicide. My window is broken and it's the fucking police department of I don't 911, where is where's your emergency? I don't talk to a fucking man. I'm gonna fucking kill you, bitch. Okay, nine one one. Where is your emergency? For the key time, bitch. Okay. Do you need police or fire? Everyone. I need everyone. You know why? Why? What? What exactly do you need help with? My bleeding.
0: So the fire department is sent out there. They want to make sure that the guy is okay, but they want the police to go back in and try to make sure that he's not going to try anything with them. So they go in for a third time, the police do, and try to make contact with him.
2: Stanley, what Phoenix want? PD. Who do you want? Do you need medical attention? You call the fire department. I don't know. Oh, I don't know either. I got blood over the damn house. Well, the fire department's here. Can they help you? No. you are idiots. Okay, well, <laughs> why are you calling them then? What? <laughs> I'm not calling them. He's coming over. Oh. We're Where just trying to get you some help, Stanley. I have a gun. have the gun down. Yes, I have a gun. Hey, put it down. Put it down. Okay, stop. Back off. Back off. Get off line. Back off. Hey, back off. Grab that bunker out of the car. Grab that bunker out of the car. Back off.
0: There you can hear the suspect say that he has a gun a couple times. Then he walks out to the door with something in his hand and rapidly pulls it up and aims it at the police officers that are there. At that point, they had no choice but to fire on him before he fires on them. After this shooting, they believed that he was still armed. They retreated back to their cars, waited for someone to get up there with a bulletproof shield, and then moved back up to clear the scene. Once the scene was deemed safe, medical crews then responded in and started working on the suspect he was transported to the hospital where he was declared deceased the suspect in this his name was stanley howard he was 64 years old the object that looked like a gun that he pointed at the police officers was a water gun i'm not sure if this guy was drunk or mentally ill or had some sort of uh, drug in his system i'm not really sure what He could have just been a seriously angry person. Who knows? But his actions that night led to his own death. It's a very unfortunate outcome to this whole thing when if he wouldn't have decided to call 911 that night for really no reason, it seems like none of this would have happened. Dispatchers, almost on a daily basis, get talked to horribly like this. We get called names. We get yelled at. People don't agree with us. People don't like what we tell them sometimes. It's just part of the job. What people don't do, though, is draw on a police officer with a water gun in the middle of the night and think that it's completely and totally fine. The investigation to this, just like the last call, is still ongoing, but it looks pretty cut and dry to me.
1: I
2: want to wage an emergency. <laughs> this is Alec Murdoch at 4147 Moselle Road. I need the police this campus immediately. My wife and child
1: have been badly. Okay, you said
2: 4147 Moselle Road in Arlington. Sir? <laughs> you said 4147 Moselle Road in Arlington.
1: Yes, sir. 4147
2: oh, Moselle Road. Stay on the line Dad, with me, okay? Hurry. Yes, sir. Stay on the line with me, okay? The line. I'm still here, okay? okay. Calling county communications. Oh.
0: Collison, I have a Alex Murdoch on the line, caller from
2: 4147 Moselle Road. He's advising that his wife and child was shot. Okay, okay. and sir, give me the address again. Oh, it's 4147 Moselle Road. I've been up to it now. It's bad. Okay. Oh. Okay, and are they breathing? No, ma'am. Okay, and you said it's your wife and your son. My wife and my son. Are they in a vehicle? No, ma'am. They're on the ground, out at my kennel. Uh, uh. Okay. And did you see anyone? Okay. Is he breathing at all? No. No. I'm Is she? Okay. Do you see anything? Do you see anyone in the area? No, ma'am. No, oh, ma'am. What color is your house on the outside? What color is your house on the outside? Uh, it's white. You can't see it from the road. Okay, is it a house or a mobile home? It's a house. Okay, and what is your name? My name is Alec Murdoch. <laughs> Okay, did you hear anything, or did you come home and find them? No, ma'am. I've been gone. I, I just
1: came
2: back. I okay, and was home. anyone I else supposed to be call. at your house? No, ma'am. <laughs> Please hurry. We're getting somebody out there to you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. Uh-huh. Okay, what is her name? Maggie. Maggie and Paul. Uh-huh. Maggie is her name. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Okay. Them, please hurry uh, we're getting somebody out there to me asking you these questions don't slow them down okay and you sure they're not breathing is he moving at all your son i know you said that she was shot but what about your son <laughs> nobody's they're not neither one of them's moving What is your telephone number? And does anything look out of place? Ma'am, I. I not, not particularly, really, no, ma'am. Okay. Okay. I'm going back down there. Are they close, ma'am? Yeah, they're, they've been around with you ever since. Uh, you've got on the phone with me. I have multiple people coming out there to you. Okay, can you do me on the flashers on your car so that way they can see where the kennels are Central down station you will need station do you have your flashers on for me, Mr. Murdoch? Yes. Yeah. okay I don't want you to touch them at all okay i don't I don't know if you've already touched them but i don't I don't want you to touch them just in case they can get in. I already touched them trying to get a, um, to see if they were breathing. Okay. Well, I I just don't want you to move anything just in case they can get any kind of evidence, okay? Okay. I'm gonna call. i I'm going to call. I need to call some of my family. Okay. Well, well do me you. a favor for me. Whenever you see the officer or the medics, because they're, they're all coming to you. Absolutely. Okay. But we have them come in. Turn on the flashes on your vehicle so they can see you, okay? You got the flashes on for me? I do. Okay. All right. Just whenever you see them. Okay. How old is your son? 22. Okay. All right. We're, we're getting them out there too, okay? to you, okay? And I will let it if you call. All right.
0: This call was from a case that has gained national attention. This is a call related to the murders of the wife and son of a prominent South Carolina attorney, Alex Murdoch, the victims, 52-year-old Maggie and their 22-year-old son, Paul, were found on their 1,700-acre hunting farm, each shot multiple times. Information released from the South Carolina Law Enforcement Division after this occurred, authorities initially were investigating the caller, Alex Any murder like this, the first place you look for a suspect is going to be close to home. Alex had, though, what authorities called an ironclad alibi where he was not at the scene. So law enforcement, they're looking into other suspects. What is potentially odd about this, the son, Paul, he was shot multiple times in the chest and face with a shotgun. The mother was shot multiple times with a rifle. Not saying at all that there are two suspects in this, but given what seemed like decently close proximity on the 911 call between the victims, you wouldn't think a single suspect would just change guns midway through a double murder. There is a lot more involved with this case. From various sources, some think that this is connected possibly with other suspicious deaths in the same area. Maybe when some more info is released and hopefully we have some suspects in custody, I can come back around to this and do a more in depth episode. Until then, I'd like to recommend another podcast that up till the release of this episode only has four episodes itself, but it's solely going over this case and in depth. It's a podcast simply called The Murnoch Murders. And it's done by a local news director that has kept up with this and other potentially related cases for quite a while. I'll put a link to that podcast in the show notes. But going on what I've heard from that show and just reading some of the details about this case and a little bit about the others, it seems like this is a very, very in-depth thing that might go way, way back. That'll about do it for this episode. As always... If you want to discuss some of these calls, jump over to our podcast discussion group on Facebook. Simply called Music City 911 Podcast Discussion Group. Easily found on Facebook. For Music City 911, I'm Brandon, and y'all have a good one.